Hello and welcome to another episode of the RSL Random Fan Podcast, the podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of soccer knowledge and experience and for even those that never played the game. Like myself, <laughs> constantly reminded. So I'm your host, Brent Goble, and joined by Brennan and Tyler. And we are here at uh, Real Salt Lake Stadium. Uh, what do they call it? America First America Ville. First Ville. We are joined by Delmi Barrias. Did I say hi, that right? Hi, hi, You did say it right. Good job. And what is your role now at Real Salt Lake? So my official title is Coordinator for Communications Department, so I'm part of the PR team. Yep. Is that what you always wanted to do? No, it's not what I always <laughs> wanted to do. Um, two years ago, even a year ago, you would have said, can you imagine yourself being here? I'd be like, no way, that's not at all what I imagined. Um, I think I've always had interest in PR, specifically from hearing everybody around me constantly saying, have you thought about going to PR? You'd be good at this, you're good with people, so-and-so. So it's always been like an idea in the back of my head. But no, I started off as a reporter and I thought long career, I'd stay as a reporter. Now I'm here, but I'm so happy to be here and couldn't ask for anything else. Great, so we like to find out if the people that are around the team that we interview, are you a soccer fan? <laughs> I have a question. Does anyone ever say no? Uh-huh. Uh, so we had some people say, well, I didn't start out that way. Really? Yeah. No, so I am one of four. I have three brothers. So my dad as a kid would take me and my younger brother to Galaxy Games at the Rose Bowl. So that was like right from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how I became a soccer fan. We'd go to every game. We'd buy the cheap $5 t-shirts outside a stadium on the way out. <laughs> we had like a whole collection as kids. And that's ultimately what made me become a soccer fan. That's where it started. Transitioned to basketball because I'm also a big NBA fan. Um, but it's always been soccer and basketball. Yeah. Nice. So you grew up in Southern California? I did. Born and raised in LA. Um, not a Laker fan, FYI. I am a Clippers fan. So oh, just, okay. you know, clarifying that for everyone that always assumes I'm with Lakers. Yeah, that's a good one. Lakers is kind yeah. of terrible. No offense. Yeah, no, um, no offense taken. <laughs> uh, so grew up a Galaxy fan. And then how did how did it come about that you went to work for them? Um, I, so I started as a reporter, but I did entertainment reporting for six, seven years. Hated it. Completely hated it. Um, LA, you know, it's a very superficial world. (laughs) Uh Um, very hard to establish any genuine connection. Somewhere along the way, I can't believe I'm about to say this because we just said Lakers. My first job was a Laker game. (laughs) 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 I know the irony. (laughs) Everyone leave me alone. Um, I got approached to just cover one game. They thought, you know, why not? You're a sports fan. Let's try it. From there, Clipper gig came on. um, And somewhere, I think maybe four years later, someone approached me about an open position with the Galaxy to be a full-time reporter. I thought, why not? Let's give it a shot. Six years later. Yeah, so I spent six years with them. And I loved it. It was so much fun. So it it wasn't anything I was seeking. But also, it's kind of one of those things I grew up as a fan it's almost something that you don't even imagine as a possibility, like a full circle moment like that. So it was never even an option in my head. Oh yeah, maybe I could do something for MLS or work with soccer in any way. So it's been fun, it's been a lot of fun. What was it like working at the Galaxy? I mean, you're there six years, you must have some 
pretty interesting stories. Do you have any favorite players or? And what's the deal with Cal State Dominguez Hills? Like, <laughs> come on, like, really? I mean, it is a little confusing. It is yeah. a little confusing. Um, favorite, I mean, honestly, looking back, I think some of my favorite memories are probably just the Slaton era because I got oh. to be a Pinell. Oh, man, I'm <laughs> a Slaton fan. Oh, my gosh. Guys, it was pretty freaking special. Really? Pretty, pretty, and one of the, probably the most common question I get asked is, is he really the way he, the way we see him be? Is that really Slaton? Yeah. And let me tell you, on the pitch, when cameras are on, yes, he is that person, that arrogant player, Slaton. Obviously, he still delivers, right? But off camera, he's really cool and really nice, very personable, always signs for fans, for kids, always jokes around not like his on-field persona at all, which is really nice to see, you know? Um, but that was pretty special. I'd probably say that's probably my favorite. Those are I my loved it, because when he first came, he bought out like a whole, like in the, in the magazine or whatever, yeah, he bought newspaper. out a whole page. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, there's a whole page that said, um, I'm here. you're welcome, you're LA. Welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it was like classic slot on, <laughs> classic slot on. We, I feel like the whole league probably misses him, oh, what he yeah. was able to do for the entire league, let alone for the LA Galaxy. Galaxy, but yeah, I think a lot of my favorite stories are during his time in LA for That's sure. So cool, I'm so yeah. jealous now. <laughs> Any other players people might recognize that were in your that played there during your tenure? You're probably after Beckham, after Keane. I was after both of them, sadly, which makes me so sad. I did have a keen moment. Um, I think one year we had, every year, the LA Galaxy, they light up the Santa Monica Pier, which is a big landmark out there in LA. They do LA Galaxy colors. So they had, um, they had him come out and sign autographs for fans. I had never been in his presence before. I've never interviewed him, never anything. And for this specific event, I remember they had just hundreds of fans lined up to get whatever autograph and at some point he turns to me i'm getting there just you know shots on my phone for social media he turns to me and gives me his phone he's like could you please like take pictures and like whatever and then just send them to me and he was the nicest guy about it and for me because it's my only moment with him everybody in la has a keanu story that's my only story i have and probably the only one i'm gonna get so i hold on to that one it's pretty cool that's just cool. to help him in anything really i would have been happy with whatever he needed me to do <laughs> yeah so that was pretty cool um the dos santos brothers was a cool one too like a, a good little era it didn't end well for either of them in LA. <laughs> yeah, so let's not go there. Yeah. Well, I thought but. Jonathan was, he, he seemed to be a, a pretty good difference maker on the field, but he kind of started to fade, especially once his brother yeah, got Yeah, yeah, that whole in. thing was a bit, um, his productivity, obviously, yeah, you know, sliding, yeah. a lot, which is unfortunate because he's one of those players that we were all rooting for. We all loved him. He was so charismatic and funny, and he would run into you in the hallway and come hug you and, like, ask about how you are. <laughs> so personable so we all loved him on that personal level yeah. it's unfortunate that it ended the so way who's cooler which of the brothers was like more fun or? i'd go with jonathan yeah Jonathan yeah. was. yeah geo i think and maybe it has a little bit to do with how much mexican press can be yeah. brutal can be brutal i'm half mexican so i feel like i can say that um <laughs> but they're really harsh and i often times find that players that come from countries where they have been dragged through the mud are more reserved they're mm. more almost fearful of like i don't know who to trust who i mm. want to speak to that Can't kind of thing up, yeah up, so yeah. he closed off a lot 
where with Jonathan, I think it's just a spirit. He's just outgoing and friendly and crazy in the life of the party. That he's just like nothing fades him. So I, I for sure say Jonathan. Nice. Yeah. Well, to that point, was there a huge difference between working with the Lakers and the fans that are Laker fans and the LA Galaxy fans and the other soccer fans in that area? Are they close or are we still a little bit away, away from having matching that type of energy? energy? That's a great question. I don't really know how to answer that because... I mean, energy-wise, I hate to say this, but I feel like a closer comparison would be an LAFC to the Lakers and Galaxy. I mean, what's going on there, it's a whole other topic, right? But just in terms of, let's say, both stadiums are full, capacity at a game, the atmosphere and the fan base and the dedication that LAFC has behind them in comparison to a Lakers, I feel like that's more of like, we're pretty, we're pretty there. I'd almost say that LAOC fans are louder and they're like just in your face and out there. Um, I feel like we're pretty close. I think in terms of Galaxy though, they still have, they still have quite- Some room to grow? Yeah, to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah. I like to put it lightly. They do have a lot of, I think the cool thing about LAOC getting to LA is in the beginning, those first two years, you almost saw the fan base with the Galaxy up their game because they had to, right? Oh, they yeah. had to to even, I don't know, for lack of better words, compete with the other team. Mm -hmm. So for a while there, you could see them making efforts, you know, improvements at, at the stadium, their supporter groups, um, just across the board, you could see a little bit more of that rivalry and that... Um, dedication to to that aspect of things but i think with time especially now with everything going on obviously it's taken a hit and you can't really compare what the fan base is like between the two teams um i'm gonna say something that might might also be like problematic however i think galaxy fans because of their past i feel get a little entitled mm. a little entitled kind of like the first child syndrome Yes. <laughs> kind of like Lakers fans, right? Yes. Lakers fans. And out. I think that that's where a division is created between the fans. Um, it's a little hostile. It's not, whereas with LAFC, it's not that kind of atmosphere whatsoever. So it's interesting. It's all, it's all new for them too, right? Like it's all new for them. But you know what? LAFC did a very great job from the very beginning to include fans in every aspect of building the team. They've had the fans there from the very beginning, even with winning the championship last year. They invited a bunch of fans to come out and be at the ceremony where players and staff get rings. You don't see that That's Galaxy pretty, no, doing any of no, that. No. <laughs> you know, they've done a very good job at being inclusive to everyone. And fans can see that. And the stadium is beautiful. Everything's brand new. Their roster is freaking amazing. Even yeah. their second string players. I'm like, wow, how are you benching some of these players and they're yeah. not your starters? It's Gareth Bell, right? Like, Especially oh in the MLS. Gosh. You can put that on the bench. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. That was yeah. insane. Too, too steep. <laughs> that was insane. And so how did they lure you away from the galaxy? Didn't you go to work for them? Well, they didn't lure me away. I was doing full-time reporting for both of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. It so was I a combo, man. It was a combo. Okay. I won't lie. It was very hard at first. Fans hated me. I, I heard it from every <laughs> angle. Aside, right? Oh, my gosh. Like, even to this day, I would get messages. So who were you really a fan of? Um, they hated me. And I think over the years, they just figured, okay, she's doing an okay job at least and not being biased towards one or another. I keep it pretty even on that coverage level. 
and in the end it was fine um but those first couple of years yeah not so fun no. not so I, I would stay away from the comments you know like i don't want to see anything they're just not nice mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah, and we don't we don't, we're we're definitely not the brutal fan podcast. We're the random <laughs> fan, you know. That's why we named Please ourselves that. We're the anti-ref podcast. <laughs> well, no, that's just me. Don't you guys don't have to own that. I'll, I'll get better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So, were all of those LAFC fans, LAFC fans to start with? Or is there a migration from the LA Galaxy? I feel like it would probably be a migration, would it not? Is there a little bit? A little bit. There was for sure a little bit of a migration. I think think most of the fans, I'd say maybe 25% were migration, maybe 30%. 70% were genuine like new, new fans guy. yeah that they were able to get in just from involving them from the start with the names with the players with the stadium with every single aspect of it a lot of people that I've talked to that are now LOC fans weren't even soccer fans before and mm. now all of a sudden you see them at every game chanting jumping and doing like the whole Will thing Ferrell and, like Will Ferrell like Will Ferrell he gets a little carried away sometimes but yeah it's like Will Ferrell um, mm. but definitely a little bit of and I think, again, it came from just not feeling included with the Galaxy. A lot of talk there in terms of do they care about fans versus marketing, right? I was a big one with fans, and they felt different with LAFC, which led them to go the other way. Well, and didn't LAFC purposefully put together their their ownership group to be very inclusive? They, uh, I think a couple of former national team women were included mm-hmm. in the ownership group and things like that, right? Yeah, they have they have a wide, Mia Hamm being one of them, everyone loves Mia Hamm. Um, they have a great, like you said, a good group of owners. And even that translated to the women's team with Angel yeah. City, right? Most of those owners are women from all kinds of backgrounds and they've done a very good job in that partnership with LAFC and both of them playing their games at BMO Stadium. Um, yeah. Isn't Natalie Portman a part owner too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. Angel City. You've got a bunch. That list is long. Yeah. That list is very, very long. But they're working long. well together, which is kind of yeah. rare to see. Yeah. You've got Natalie Portman, Jennifer Garner, Becky G. Mia's also part of that. The list just, it's long. It's long. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see the diversity and the fact that there's also a lot of women in there, which you don't see often. So I'm all for, I'm all for the women. <laughs> yeah, so that, that leads to my next question, which is how did you like see yourself as a woman coming in to a, a male sport and how, how did that kind of unfold for you? Um, it's always interesting, right? Because most of the times, even leading up to me coming here, I think I was one of three female reporters, maybe a dozen males, right? So oh, yeah. it's something that... I mean, it's unfortunate. You would like to see more women in sports in that in that capacity. I think at the beginning, and that's I think that's the downfall of this. When you're new, you come into a team that's mainly male dominant. There's almost a sense of well, she needs to prove herself. She needs to you know do this. She needs to gain respect X, Y, and Z. And I think that's a struggle that every woman has in any kind of job. Um, it's one of the things that I love about here. It's I want to say maybe like 75% women that work here, it's different. It's probably the first atmosphere that it's mostly women running the show as opposed to men. And that's been a nice change where it feels like more just diversified. Um, But that's, I think, a constant struggle, hopefully one that's growing, you know, over time. But even now, like I said, you don't see a lot of women, even as a reporter, yeah, including myself, three total that were there. 
So is there like a stigma then? So like since you're such a minority in that group that you have to go above and beyond yeah. the majority? So Absolutely. like did you have that here? Like is it still kind of like that I have to go above and beyond this girl or, you know, like anything like that here? Or is it pretty pretty neutral overall? Everybody's no, just doing their best. I have not gotten that here as of yet. I actually, I mean, I work with Trey, right? And I work with Tyler, right? And those are my bosses. Those are the two men that I report to. And then it's myself and Meg. I like that in our little group of people, I feel like I have a safe and open space to say, no, we need to change this. Or no, I'd like to add this. And I feel like my voice is heard, which is one of the big things for me in this job that I've really enjoyed about it. That I've I've come at them with a lot of things <laughs> in the last few weeks. Um, and it's never, no, like we don't wanna hear it. This is a bad idea or anything. It's always, okay, let's have a conversation. This is why it's good. This is why it's bad. Okay, this is what we can change. Let's do this, let's do that. Um, so, so far, knock on wood, is this wood? We're gonna um, <laughs> Yeah, that I don't experience that here, but so far. And honestly, before I even took the job, I asked around. I asked yeah. around colleagues around the league um, in LA, just people that knew the team that was working here because I wanted to make sure that if I took this position, it was going to be with a group of people that I would respect, that would respect me um, because having that kind of environment, for me, it's huge. I don't want to leave my comfort zone and a stable life at home for something that's gonna make me unhappy. Oh, um, so that was important for me. And I told, I've told Trey all of this, like, yeah, I definitely asked around about you. Make sure that you were <laughs> you were not a crazy man that you were going to work for before I even took the job. But no, so far, so far everyone has been super awesome. So even the players, they have, so far, <laughs> um, everyone's been super respectful of what you need to do to get your job done and yeah, no complaints so And far. so you kind of have to make the players do things, right? Yeah. So, like, how does that <laughs> dynamic work? You, you go on the road with them as well, right? Yes, I do go on the road with them. Um, a big thing for me has been establishing relationships with them, obviously. Whether I'm doing a good job or not, it's all irrelevant. Bottom line is that I'm the new girl, right? I'm the new, the new face around. So, for me, from the very get-go, it was, okay, how can I establish that relationship with them specifically with the latin players right because they're more in their cocoon in a way like they're not used to being out there in the press talking or anything um so one of the things that i've taken on since i've been here we have a few of the guys take english classes so after training mondays tuesdays thursdays they have english lessons to which i attend um and it's been an amazing source for me to get to know them on a personal level joke around they get to know me um and that has really built my relationships with a lot of these guys so it makes it way easier for me to be like anderson i need you to do so and so and so at five o'clock cool cool um it's just like very easy and even with someone like gomez he's one that sticks out because He's very young. He's a kid. He's yeah. a kid. He had never <laughs> left home, city, country oh, really? before coming oh, here. Okay. And he's had a hard time adjusting. Um, so even someone like him from, I'm going on my fourth week here. From my first week to the conversations I have with him now, it's like night and day. Um, and it's cool to see, okay, you know, we're building this trust. We're building this relationship here. You can joke around now. I don't see him as this quiet guy who just can't open up anymore. 
But obviously, some things take a little bit of time. Yeah. Where with Anderson, it was a lot easier to connect with him and you know joke around with him and build that relationship with him. So it's just little things like that where I can be present at all times just to make sure, okay, hey, this is my job. I'm not, I'm not going to make you look bad. You know, I have your back. I'm going to be there on every call. If you're on a podcast, an interview, I'm here if you need me. Um, and so far, it's going well. So my hope is to find like more things like that where I can connect with them and you know have that um, on the road. Obviously, we spend a lot of time in the same room with the guy, so that's like another way we're all in the same bus, all in the same plane. Um, so it's been it's been fun little moments like that that kind of allow you to build those relationships. So you must uh, you must take credit for Gomez's form lately because oh, he's hundred uh, percent. He's <laughs> no, I mean, off, yeah. well, the thing too because like as a young kid coming over, I mean, yeah, yeah. outside so outside is gonna affect the game a lot. So his his form has gotten really like to a level that we can really appreciate now. Yeah, he's gaining a lot more confidence. I'd say a lot more confidence. I he's been super open, which I appreciate when someone can be open and vulnerable about their struggles. And he's been one of those people where he has straight out said like. It's been hard for me. It has not been an easy adjustment. I'm trying my best. I'm going to continue to try my best. Just be patient with me. Those are his common words to fans. Like, I know I'm not playing at the top level that I should be playing. Just be patient. I'll get there. And to see him kind of blossom in that way, when he got the two assists, I don't think there was anyone happier in that press box besides <laughs> me. Like, yeah. I was thrilled for him because I spent so much time with him, you know? Yeah. So it's not that I favorite him, right? Or favorite the guys that I'm with, but obviously those are the guys I have the strongest bond with. So I want to see them succeed. Um, but also, I'll, I'll be truthful, I think, having anderson on a team for him those two are like best friends they oh, do yeah. everything together they love each other i've never seen such a bigger bromance <laughs> than these two guys <laughs> but i am here for it it's pretty special and after after the win here at home i talked to anderson and i asked him about like obviously as a teammate but as a friend like what was that like to see him get those two assists and finally see him you know out there doing his thing and he he's so happy for him he's so happy he sees him as his little brother that's what he always says it's like my little brother so the fact that they were out there you know playing together and they were both able to get on that score sheet one way or another yeah that connection yeah cool. it's awesome and yeah. because there i'm telling you like if you were walking around our hallways on a training day if you're looking for one of them you're going to find both of them together all the oh, time nice. they eat together they train together like they do everything together. It's oh, pretty cute. Cool. Like, it's pretty cute, yeah. <laughs> so I think, obviously, having someone like him on the team for him has helped him get more comfortable and feel more at home. Um, I can't imagine if Anderson wasn't here, you know, who he'd have, like, that super strong bond with. But um, Vera, too. Vera, Vera yeah, is very close. That little question. trio, yeah. they're always oh, together. No, no. Yeah. The Colombian connection, Yeah, right? the Colombian connection. I mean, Vera's a little older, right? 24, but still. <laughs> it's crazy that we call that kids. a little They're still kids. Older. He's still a kid, right? Yeah, no, I mean, they're still, you know, obviously for him, it's also been brand new everything. Yeah. So I'm sure on that level, they can all relate to each other, and it helps when you have someone. You don't feel alone. You know, you have someone that's going through the same things you're well, going through. And, and I think it helps when you have someone there that speaks your language. I mean, I, I went overseas when I was 20 years old, 19 years old, and I didn't speak the language. And it was hard for me. You know what I mean? So, so I totally understand that feeling, mm -hmm. you know, in a different country. I was the only white kid, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not the exact same thing, but it's it's not dramatically different either, mm -hmm. you know, for these kids coming over and 
and having someone there that speaks your language, I think, puts you at, at at ease. A Completely. Fair amount, right? And I think for me, even just looking at my own journey the last few weeks, for me, it's been hard. You know, I've struggled. I'm very close with my family. I'm very close with my friends. Um, I've lived in LA most of my life, and I've struggled. So then I put myself in his shoes, and I'm like, imagine that the fact that I feel like I'm struggling, he's going through it 10 times worse. It's a way bigger change for him. He has way more pressure on his back than I do. So it's it definitely gives you perspective of like just a little tad of what these players feel. And sometimes I do wish that fans would acknowledge okay you're also human <laughs> like you're not just a superhero that's a player you go no. out play great play good whatever and your head's out or you're whatever no like these people they're people and they also have emotions and feelings and they're going through <laughs> real life things they're just not 90 minutes every no, day yeah, no no and i think fans sometimes forget that they yeah. forget to humanize that side to them and it's important to remember hey Andres is freaking 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that it's going to be an excuse for a bad performance week after week or anything like that. We're hoping that that's not ever going to be the case. We need to talk to you about that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, but also it is it is an adjustment period, you know, and he'll get there. Yeah, he's, Gomez is actually uh, our highest expected assist rate right now. Well, with those crosses, yeah, we can yeah. see yeah. why. Crosses that's have been beautiful, fantastic. Beautiful balls in. Yeah. So going back to you, how did you end up in Salt Lake, and what? How did you? <laughs> Why make, did you choose the snow? <laughs> yeah, what the, you're sucks. leaving probably. You, you were in entertainment, so you probably had to leave the Kardashians and come <laughs> all the way to Salt Lake. So what brought you here? Mm, okay, so I've always loved Utah. I'll start there. I'm a big outdoors girl. I'm a big national park fan girl. I'm a big Zion fan. Um, so I come out pretty frequently throughout the year. Um, I was lucky enough to work full time in LA, but technically speaking, I was working full time under as a freelancer. So it's one of those things where even though I'm very grateful, I always had full time work, <laughs> the hustle is nonstop. It's just, it's a little exhausting. It's mm. a little exhausting not having 100% security. You never really know. You always feel like you're replaceable. You know, things could go wrong. They could ask me not to come back. Like, there's no real security. And like I said earlier, I think hearing all the time, like PR, maybe look into PR, that kind of thing. I had someone who sent me, um, I think it was posted on Twitter, the opening for this job. Someone sent it over. I thought, oh my gosh, it's in Utah. My, my thing was, I wanted to stay with the league. Staying with MLS for me is important. Of course, there's a lot of flaws within the league that need to be you know, addressed, fixed, call it what you want. Um, however, as a whole, I do love this league and being able to be a part of it in one way or another over the last few years and see how it's grown in many ways. It's been pretty special for me and I wanted to stay here. Once I saw I was in Utah, that was obviously the icing on the cake. I applied. Um, and then Trey will tell you this. I applied and then I annoyed the heck out of Trey until essentially they hired me. <laughs> um, that's a true story. That's I'm like, that's go, a true huh? story. Just constant I, annoyance. Really, it's a true story. I applied here. I did also apply with the Red Bulls, New York, but that was mm. more out of, well, I'm here. I just applied for this. It's right there. I might as well. I heard back. When I heard back, I thought, okay, tell me. Realistically, New York is not a place for me. There's no way I'm going. I don't even know why I applied. Axed that out. 
yeah and i bugged trey when i when i didn't hear back i was like trey just following up you know i really want this position this is why i'd be good literally sent him a paragraph of why i would be good for this job and then i just let to first interview second interview etc and eventually got the job offer i was flown in for the home opener weekend so i got here on a friday airport stadium lived there for the two days went back to the airport and a week later made the drive out here nice. yeah yeah it happened really fast it happened well not really fast <laughs> not um, fast enough yes right? not fast <laughs> enough clearly for my patience level um but yeah once the ball got rolling it was a really a quick process yeah so what do you like about um this team being here compared to the other teams you've worked at or covered is there a different feel or is it all the same no it's very different there's a lot of differences and this is not me to bash on any of the la teams or anything like oh, we're totally <laughs> going to we're actually okay with that. Yeah, you go ahead if, um, you, if you need to for you <laughs> not for them no i think i think obviously coming from a reporter side of things right like i have a very different perspective on the way things are run with the club mm-hmm. um a lot of differences in terms of accessibility you get here right in la for example little things even like we weren't allowed to watch trainings. We maybe be the first 10 minutes, we get kicked out, all right, let's go. And then later on, we could do interviews with whomever was made available to us. Out here, you can watch all the trainings you want. Like you guys could literally show up, sit there for the two hours plus and just be there. Um, you could request players here, <laughs> talk to essentially anyone you want. Um, Pablo also as a head coach, he's very transparent. I've never seen that, at least with LA coaches. I don't think there's ever been a time where I've seen a coach be this honest, open, vulnerable, and just transparent with whomever is asking him whatever question. Um, and that's been like very refreshing to see, just the amount of access that reporters and journalists um, get with this team. I love, that's part of what I love. And I think as I've, been here the last few weeks i'm trying to even expand on that just to make our players more accessible for podcasts for whatever kind of interviews um they're needed for and that kind of thing so that's been a big factor also i'm not gonna lie like it's kind of nice to see a team that actually likes each other (laughs) and actually gets in there and talks to each other and and interacts with each other does things together joke around together like it's a fun group of guys and it's a group that you can really tell fight for each other and really feel each other's emotions and that's kind of refreshing to see as well so all around it's just been obviously i've only been here this is my fourth week so i'm sure there's still a lot that i haven't <laughs> seen <laughs> yes but so far for what i've seen it's a good group of people that ultimately everyone has the same goal and that's essentially to make the club better to make the club more accessible to create relationships with the fans which i I think for me, that's a big one. I want the fans to feel like they matter and they're a part of this whole club in one way or another. And that's obviously something, there's little things that need to be tweaked out and fixed here and there. But no, so far I have no complaints. So so what has been like your, your, your something that you've done already that you're like, okay, that's starting to work. And the, the, the fans are feeling more connected 
to the the team to the stadium to whatever that's a good question um so obviously i was brought in primarily to handle the latin um press right to put our latin players out there more and things like that uh since i've been here we've really made an effort on our website if you log on to rsl.com you will find everything also in spanish which is a big huge thing because ultimately the goal is for us to have two websites we want an english website and then we want an entire different website brand that means muy grande muy oh. grande Espanol. yes yes muy grande brand. spanish yes. lessons are right here <laughs> sorry yes. you gotta translate sometimes you know I mean. no that's so funny um yeah so that's a huge one for me and that's that's one that i'm very proud of because in my short time here i've had multiple people come up and say oh we've noticed so and so i've had a lot of journalists come up and and say thank you like we've, we've seen like all this spanish content out there and and that makes me happy because obviously utah there's a big latin community here and they do a good job in the stadium on game days to have everything english and spanish so naturally in my mind it's like well why are we not doing that on the website too that should be a big thing on social media and that kind of thing um so i've really taken that on to make sure that we have everything on both sides even when we do quote sheets for the week if we talk to a few players whether they're english or spanish to have that translated to the opposite whether it needs to be translated in english or spanish whatever it is um so i think that's a big one in terms of i want the fans to see no you guys matter too we're gonna have content in both languages separately not piled together as like you know here's the spanish version um and i that's ultimately what I've been like really working on and also just putting our players out there more. There's a lot of stories that we have not heard because there just hasn't been someone to help out here on the Spanish side of things. We're doing a really fun interview with Andres Gomez tomorrow, um, which I'm super stoked about because I think it will give fans and everyone an opportunity to really get to know him and okay. see more of him more than we've seen since his time here. And that's the kind of thing that I want to focus on a lot right now, just making sure that their stories are also heard, um, that we hear players from players that we don't necessarily know much about because they don't get a lot of love. Yeah. General, not just Spanish players, but just everyone across the board. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I feel like Monarchs need a little love too. Got to bring a lot of those stories to life. So that's something else, too, that slowly but surely we're going to get to. And and like I mentioned earlier, also just making our, our players all around more accessible for you guys, for anyone that wants to talk to them. Um, that's that. Those are all probably on my short list of things that I came in. I was like, okay, these are the things I'm tackling now that I'm you know towards a month here obviously i have another another little list of things that i want to start adding on um but so far it's been a cool progression to see okay things are, are happening here and my bosses are letting me do you know make the little <laughs> changes that i feel need to need to happen so that's awesome yeah. and does somebody like uh marcelo silva does he speak good enough english is it like Mar <laughs> is it like chang that speaks i mean they both grew up spanish speakers yeah. right so but they they speak enough English, or like they're still a little hesitant, or you know you don't you don't want that in like a post game or something. You don't want them to hesitate or, right. or take too long. But also like that's that's a hard thing to be able to go back and forth. I, it's funny I've watched the last post game and they just switch back and forth between Spanish and English and. I understand Spanish really well, but when I speak, I sound like un gringo, muy loco, right? Like, so, but, but I thought it was really cool that you were able to go back and forth, and probably for you, you probably speak both perfectly, right? There's no, 
no hesitation, but yeah. are the players like helping you with that with each other as well? Or? See, it's an interesting thing. Like, yes, I do. I do. I'm fluent, right? So I speak Spanish, but also I appreciate you saying that, but I won't lie. It's been a little bit of a challenge. I think I need to just get more comfortable with it and be more confident in it because even then it was, I question my own Spanish. And the <laughs> tricky part is that you have players from all over, right? You have um, Venezuela, Argentina, you have Colombia, Colombia Argentina. Oh, Spanish differs. Yeah. Yes, there's yeah. a lot of things. I think I w I'm pretty sure about this. I think most of the people in our club don't understand Andres' Spanish. Because oh, it's okay. very different. It's just yeah. the words are very different. I live in Colombia for a year. So I think that's my advantage. Um, that it's like I'm familiar go. with a lot of the slang and a lot of the words that he says and that kind of thing. Um, so it's it's sometimes it can be a little challenging. I think the more I get to know them, the more I'm like, okay, I know what he means. I know what he's trying to say, that kind of thing. With someone like Marcelo, I mean, I don't want to speak for him. However, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Till he comes think, on the podcast, yeah. nobody's speaking for him, so it's no, up to I you. Think, I think his English is pretty good. Awesome. I think, I, I mean, I've seen the videos of him talking to the guys in the locker room. I understand everything he's saying. Yeah. But I also understand a lot of times with these players is a confidence thing. They're yeah. not fully comfortable getting in front of a room with 10 reporters and having these questions thrown at you in English. And then I think there's some source of panic i'm going to bring it back to jonathan santos that we we're talking about earlier yeah. he would always say not in english not in english i don't feel comfortable i don't feel comfortable sometimes if it was two of us that he knew he would answer a question in english and he was great so it was more of a confidence thing where it's mm -hmm. like you need to just practice right yeah. and get over that fear of i'm gonna sound dumb or not say the right thing or that that kind of situation well and the other side's true too the the people asking the questions are trying to make it simple enough for them to answer but also they, they don't want to overcomplicate it but they really want to get to the heart of what they're going for you know so they want to craft it just right and then you know and then you're over there translating right back and forth which is cool I yeah. really appreciate that, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. I appreciate you saying all of that because that's probably been the challenging part for me. But I also think for me, it's a confidence thing. I just need to keep doing it and keep mm -hmm. working at it. And for then sure. it'll no, become... Sounds great. Yeah. Thank just you. I appreciate yeah, that. No, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Someone on Twitter yesterday asked me, was that you who translated Sava's um, post after Dallas? And I go, yes. Why? Was it horrible? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, no, no, no. I just didn't recognize the voice. So I just I was wondering if it was you. I go okay, <laughs> but yeah. But they didn't try to correct your translation no, or anything like that. No, right? they okay. did they got not. The gist of it, right? Yeah, yeah no I problem. think. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the idea <laughs> coming across that you really want to achieve. It yeah, will right. get great. It will get great at some point here, one of these weeks. Yeah, I, I was actually very impressed when he, I think Pablo Ruiz like went off and then. You like recapped it, and I was like, "Wow, she hit like all everything you said." I don't know if you're just taking good notes or what, but I try. It's yeah. usually me with my phone on a notes page, just quickly translating everything. What? Yeah, that's usually how I do it. You must have I been know. a good texter. I know. Holy is that crazy? Crap. I'm like, is that crazy? <laughs> oh, that's um, great. Yeah, that's usually how I do it. I'll just have I'll listen to the question. I mean, question is so short normally that yeah. I can just translate it. But an answer, specifically if it's Pablo, Pablo can give you a long answer, head coach. Um, so I have to be ready. He keeps me on my toes. I will say he, he's the one that probably keeps me on my toes. Um, but yeah, but he's also to. bilingual too. Right? Yes, yeah. he is. But I think he prefers English. Yes, primarily. he will answer Spanish though. He will go oh, really? there. Yeah, yeah. But you can tell, like, you know, 
which, which one's native to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. English first. Exactly. But he's really good at Spanish. Yeah, he's really great. Yeah. Probably just great at it. He's just very nice and kind when it's times so if someone needs something in Spanish, he'll, he'll do it. But English is definitely... So I wanted to ask, so Pablo Ruiz finally got a goal and it looked like it meant like the world to him <sighs> how was that like did you ever get to feel that energy that he brought off in like in conversation or anything like that yeah he's very passionate he's yeah, very passionate I love he's, that about him. <laughs> yeah he's, he's a player that i have gotten to know very well ironically not through classes he's not in those classes however like i i need him a lot <laughs> for a lot of things <laughs> and that's why we, we've built a relationship but um no he's a very passionate guy who's just happy to be here he's really? thrilled to be here and i think that game specifically having his son here which he's normally here but having his son here his entire family was here oh, awesome. and um i think what meant the world to him that specific game his mom was here uh, and when it comes to his mom he did mention that was one of the very few times his mom has gotten to see him play professionally so that was a big deal it's like she's here the whole family's here your son is here he got to go on the pitch with his son and he scores that goal yeah it's like you could not have written it any better so i think it was just overall like an emotional like just overwhelming happy um and he's he's just such a good guy he's such he's one of those guys out there you can just see he just wants to make a difference in whatever way he just wants to help however he can and he's so passionate and it's very very cool to see like how it translates onto the pitch yeah he's he's a southern argentine <laughs> brand just so you know he's not a he's not a muy grande muy grande muy grande he's a poco pequeño is what we call him but he's from Your southern argentina <laughs> well, <laughs> when i speak spanish like oh, a gringo it's we need to really we need to have bad. another interview yeah. with you. this is great when I put my Chilean accent in there, it's it's a little oh, better. Oh, Chilean. Uh, Even the way you've said that. Say it, it again. It's Chileno. Okay. Yeah. Chileno. Chigual. Pulento. Wow. Camao. Okay, it's see, now I'm impressed. He switches up really quick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go with, we'll go with the other drop. <laughs> well, he's kind of easier for me to adopt because that's southern Chile, southern okay. Argentina, you know. They, they don't fight as much in the South. Okay. They're way more chill. They got wow, Patagonia that accent, and all that. Really good. Oh, thanks. It's, yeah. It's the art, the I take Chilean back whatever thing. I said a minute ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really he's got to put the sauce there. on. He's, he's putting some flavor in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, like in Chile, they sing song. They kind of take it up and then bring it down. And da, 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 da. That's kind of how they speak in the South of Chile. And I see that a little bit in the way that that Ruiz yeah. speaks his Spanish yeah. too. He doesn't speak like a porteño, which for those of you that don't know, the port of Argentina and and Uruguay <laughs> is like in the same place, right? That big huge port right there. Buenos Aires is there, Montevideo. And and now we're in a ge geography lesson <laughs> and it makes for a really bad Stay tuned. Yeah. geography class. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dude, anyway, where did you serve so your mission? He doesn't speak like a porteño. He speaks like a southerner, which is uh, refreshing. We should a get you to talk comment. to him. That'd be a fun conversation. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome. Chilean time there. with Tyler. <laughs> Chilean with Tyler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too funny. So I did want to ask you. So we had we had two unfortunate games where we lost 4-0. Um, back to back. Back to back. How did that affect the people that you were in touch with? Like, how did how did they re respond to that kind of result? 
I mean, obviously they were pissed off, <laughs> right? And they should be. If they weren't pissed off, I'd be worried. Um, they should have been angry. Obviously, not good performances. Um, I mean, in terms of my job, obviously it's never fun. It's way more fun when they win, right? Sure. Everyone's oh, yeah, happy. Wrong. Everyone wants to do interviews. Everyone's right. like just cheering. It's a great time. That's my life too. Just by the way, is it? Yeah. Okay. If we win, I'm <laughs> way happier throughout you. the week. <laughs> Um, but yeah, on that flip side, you know, it, it's a little bit harder. But in that sense, I do want to give kudos to the Justin Glads, to the Pablo Risas, to those certain players. And even when specifically we're talking about Reese, right? Yeah. Had a couple costly mistakes back to back in those games. And he's the first one to show up on camera and be like, yes, I made a mistake. That was my bad. I take accountability. I need to do better. And that I can respect from a player. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot better than not wanting to show face and not wanting to respond Hide. to. Yeah. So that I feel like that shows a lot. Obviously did put, I think mentally the guys were good and trying to stay in the game. But also we go back to the human aspect. There's pressure there, right? Yeah. There's pressure there. And the guys talked about it. There's almost built up anxiety. So once that first goal on that following game when oh, they yeah, won. Oh, yeah, it felt like they yeah, mentally shut down real quick. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy what it does mentally, like that switch that it will do on you. So obviously when Charlie came in and that first goal went in, I think you almost felt that sigh of relief. Like, okay we got this, we can score a goal, um, we can get out of this rut. And they even yeah. talked about that post game where it's like, yeah, we're nervous there, anxiety going into that because you can't help but getting your head, like we can't let this continue. But what if it continues? Like, you know, you right. can't help but think that. It's like, you, you know, so it's, it's cool to see them come out of that. Even Dallas with the loss, they did lose ultimately, but even, the way they oh, played, they, played like, oh, like, they, yeah, they yeah. should have won that game right. way better than Dallas. But just to see how that Charlotte win has kind of carried on to their confidence and the work that they're putting in and training and on the field and all of that, it's cool to see. And hopefully we see more of that even going into this weekend against San Jose, which yeah. we should win. <laughs> yeah, we, should we better. Win. We better. better. Yeah. Well, and, and the funny thing was, I don't know if you guys saw this weekend, but St. Louis took it to oh Cincinnati. It was like in first place I in the know, East. No, not what was Put that? Six one or five one? Or okay, yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, wow. man. So, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. my new favorite team to irrationally hate is oh. St. Louis. I, have. I support that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I support that. No, I'll tell you something funny. When they came and played us here, so a couple of LA people now work for St. Louis. Oh, okay. So I kept saying, we cannot lose to them. Like, no, my, my ego, like my pride, like, no. And then obviously that was not a good result. Let's just skip over that. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a very, very well-built team. I, you gotta got to give them all the respect in the world. But yeah. you don't have to like them. Right. All right. Correct. It's kind of like Portland. It's kind of like LeBron. I respect him. I don't like him. I don't like him. Either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah, See? Yeah, he's one of the greatest, but yeah, I don't like him. I don't. So, do you have? Uh, you said you're an MLS girl. Do you have any other favorite soccer teams? Just out of curiosity, because we've got Man U, Arsenal, and the uh, juggernaut that is Crawley Town, mm -hmm. right here. But any okay. other. They're, well, they're I'm kind of on your team. side here. Because uh -oh. I too. <laughs> oh, yes. Stand by Arsenal. Yes. Oh, I love it. I know. I, love it. I know. Don't it's hate me. It's going to suck when you guys lose the league, huh? To those wow. cheaters in Man City. Wow. I know. How did. Anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just a <laughs> one. But yeah, Arsenal, huh? Sweet. Yeah. What, what took you, you know there? What? I'll be honest. Uh, one of my closest friends is a huge Arsenal fan. Oh, really? Yeah, her name is Sophie. Shout out to Sophie. Okay. Um, she's from London, but oh, she is nice. Arsenal like all the way. And I think it's just her love for the team and her yeah. fascination that she eventually rallied me in. And now I'm like, okay. Okay. I'll stop fighting it. I'll just, you know. Embrace. So yeah, it, exactly. It, it wasn't the Walmart, the Walmart ownership connection. That wasn't, no, that wasn't part of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you say your team was? Manchester okay. uh, United. Okay. Yeah, Man United. Uh, yeah. I'll leave that alone. We'll just well, say hey, Tampa Bay Bucks. Eric's <laughs> changing the game right now, okay? I'll yeah. leave it alone. Oh, yeah. There's just some bad management. Uh, or ownership, whatever. I mean, yeah, the Glazers. Blazer, not yes, so good. Hopefully know. they sell. And sadly, only one of our teams is fighting relegation. Yeah. So, Crawley. Very crappy team. <laughs> Very. They're so far down. The di- what division are they in? League two. So why crawl you? <laughs> Should we open up that can? No. We went Tell on the short version. <laughs> yeah. We went on no. vacation. And I don't have a Premier League team. And, and Premier League are, games are expensive. Well, actually, can I, can I do this short version? Yeah, please. Perfect. So my sister moved to Cheltenham, England. Uh, her My brother-in-law works for Microsoft. So they moved down there. And then he went and visited. And they wanted to see a little soccer game, so he went to the nearest one. No, this was before they moved. Oh, anyways, so he went to England. <laughs> so went and saw you a game. didn't come, remember? You were yeah, late, I know. or I had you a, couldn't I had come a, to the game. I had a party, Discount Tire. So I used to work for Discount Tire. The owner was going to show up, but then he didn't show up to the party, so I ended up not even having to go, but was late, whatever. They went to a soccer game. He chose one of the teams. The team he chose lost that day. Oh, we won. Oh, no. oh Crawley won that day? Yeah, no, Crawley won. lost that day. No, they won. Isn't it great how different family members <laughs> Anyways, have he picks stories? Team. He Same loves that stuff. team. It's a small team. They ended up losing, like, and now they're like almost about to be relegated into the national team. And the team that the the, the other team that played Luton Town, they're He's in the championship. In the championship and so they got promoted I am twice. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, they, Luton. I was looked at it yesterday. Luton Luton Town is in uh, the playoff positions. Yeah. But anymore, so you just can look at our old podcast. Saves you time. Yeah. You know. I have one more question them. though. You said you chose them. Like, what made you choose them? What was it that you were like? That's feeling, the team. Feeling in his bosom. Yeah. He just felt it fire. Was, it was. Okay. Well, I went to the game. We want. We couldn't afford to go to Premier League games, and we found the closest one, and it was really affordable. They were they're in League Two. We went to the game. It's a tiny stadium, like five thousand seat stadium. <laughs> They're really tin pot, and I was just enamored with them. It's like, because my goal was to have a Premier League team, so you pick one and have them move up, so you're not cheating and just picking, you know, Arsenal or Manchester <laughs> United. Because when I was seven, <laughs> I knew about all that stuff, man. right? Shots fired over here. I can't be a Thierry Henry fan. Wow. And so that's how I kind of like I wanted. I wanted a team, and I, I'm, when I like something, I like it. Um, so I'm very passionate about uh, Crawley Town. They do have horrible new American owners that have done. Do you know them, though? They're people, too. They are people, too. <laughs> oh. So you need you to can tell me these words against you, Wow. Full well, well, circle there. <laughs> they're not famous movie stars, so. Oh, that's right. true, yeah. They're they're he's a little opposite. perturbed because they're he's like, man, if I would have waited another year, I could have been a Wrexham fan and no, never I, been on a hype train. I can't do that. I, I can't jump on the bandwagon. Oh. Well, now you to. can't. No, no, no. It's, oh, too yeah, late. it's too late now. Too I mean, late. Yeah. He's invested too much money in the jerseys. So how many do you have? We have. I have three or four. Oh, that's and, not bad. And I've been. I've actually been to four Crawley Town games. So yeah. one per game. Was that one jersey per game? No, uh, <laughs> we bought them. Well, I've I've ordered stuff. I've called and had them order stuff. So yeah, I'm. I'm 
I'm a, I'm a Carly Town fan. So respect. Anyway, so <laughs> so what are your, as we we all try and cough our way through this episode, but uh, what are your your plans? You say you you love MLS. Do you have other goals? Do you want to end up in the NFL, or do you want to stay around in Salt Lake for uh, the rest of your career? What are you, what do you kind of like? What do you aspire to? What's your five-year plan? (laughs) That's a loaded question there. I did just get here three, four weeks ago. Just keep that in mind. Um, I mean, as of now, I love MLS. Like I I mentioned before, I do love NBA. However, that schedule is a little crazy. A little crazy. Um, I feel like MLS is a it's a good balance of work but also having time to just do anything else besides work i love the league so i definitely see myself staying in the league um in terms of staying here obviously it's my first year seeing how that goes they could just not like me for all i know and not have me back <laughs> next season <laughs> so i don't want to get completely ahead of myself uh, seems highly debatable <laughs> hopefully um but yeah for now the plan is to stay here obviously i feel like there's a lot of work to do here a lot of things that i, that I can help and contribute with so it's going to be a long season in terms of that like i said we are going to be launching our spanish website at some point later this year also a transition that i want to be here and be a part of and be very involved with beyond the season it's very hard i'm not a five-year plan girly my brain does not operate that that far i mean like i said if you would have asked me a few months ago never in my mind would i have imagined i'd be here i'm thrilled to be here and i think it was the best move i could have made never would have imagined it though yeah so it's hard for me to to say beyond the year i know for the next year i want to stay here i'm very happy here i'm very happy to continue to make changes to hopefully grow here and hopefully hopefully witness the team going to playoffs and do big things awesome and then we'll really put you on the spot oh no if you what does this team need you've been around for a while you obviously (laughs) you obviously watch a lot of soccer I mean, not putting anybody, throwing anybody under the bus, but what do you think this team needs? I mean, do you think they have all the players they need? Or if you were the general manager and could snap your fingers, uh, and you probably bring Zlatan back, but... 100%. So have him speak well, Spanish. What advice would you give them then? We need a huge striker. We need a huge power forward that can, you know, get in there. Um now, is that your personal opinion, like or is that guy? what the, everyone else has been That's saying around you? my personal opinion, okay. but I also feel like, eh, I don't want to get in trouble for saying like too much here. I would love to see ownership spend some money on a player. You know, spend a big chunk where you want to bring a big name here to make big things happen. Um, but obviously, that lies on ownership, right? That's not something that any one of us can control here. It's funny you asked me this because we were having this conversation a couple of days ago where it was like, can we see at some point bringing in a $10 million player to Ooh. Salt Lake City? And then we had this whole debate about how much of it is convincing a player at that caliber to come to a city like you know sandy if you want to get technical um versus will we ever get to that point with ownership where they are willing to invest big money into someone um so i mean like i said i don't i don't know how much i can say without getting in trouble but i mean there's oh, always trying to get in trouble but oh yeah no no yeah. we won't push it i want to hear else. what you guys have yeah. to have to say though what do you think we're missing I would, uh, go ahead. I would say yes. We need we need a striker that can yeah. consistently put the ball in the back yeah. of the net or be in dangerous Finish. positions. 
But you can also look at an example like Columbus. I think Salt Lake is a bigger market than Columbus, and they have done some good jobs bringing in some quality players that are a little bit more than um, what we've paid for so far. Yeah. So do you, you probably do you you expected this? Around. Is that who you want? I, yeah, I liked him. And then uh, who was the other guy? Churro or? Kubo. Kubo they, they brought in last season. Should we expect anything in this window, or is this like a summer window? I think they're trying. They're trying? Oh, yeah. they're trying. We, we agree with that. Yeah, they're so. definitely trying, and I think the hope is that someone does get brought in here very soon. Um, whether it will happen or not, obviously, I have no idea. But And that's not your job? And that's not my job, unfortunately. Oh, Otherwise, okay. yes, you're right. Oh, Slatan yeah. would be at the top of my list. <laughs> 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 no, but I think the expectation and hope is that we do get we do get more players in there before that window closes. But what about you guys? Is it just a striker or um, midfield? Midfield seemed like it played a little better, but well, no. So like, I think our midfield. The only thing I'm scared of is Ojeda. Is his loan going up? Um, I really want to keep him, and I think Ruiz is a great partner for him in the center. Um, I think we need one more defender just to have uh, some – In the rotation. In the rotation because I think we're getting a little too used to getting injured in the back line. Yeah, Brody picked up a knock. Well, then Glad had a hamstring a little bit ago. Yeah, so it's like I want want one more person to help because Holt's out. out? Yeah, maybe a Nelly stepping up there. I like him a lot. I, I like I, him too. I want him starting, but um, yeah, I think a striker. But I don't see us ever spending ten million. I mean, that's because I mean, especially like to have that in the squad. Like you know, I think Demir is like the most paid person, and then we're gonna jump an extra like nine million. Like that doesn't seem right. But plus, they're also jazz owners, and like the way that they're structuring the jazz, it's like okay, we're not gonna get like a huge player. They're gonna try to develop somebody or get somebody at a more affordable cost before they blow up. But that's just so hard to find. I mean, that's that's like finding the diamond in the rough. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel. Yeah, I Agreed. can see your head spinning already. Oh, well, <laughs> we need better to me, refs. Tyler's gonna say. <laughs> 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 to me, it's about the 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 camaraderie and the way they all play together. You know, like if you get a guy like Beckerman who's just, you know, run through a wall, but also has this really sweet, soft touch. You know. And, and you combine him with Javier Morales, and I know I'm going back to a time when you weren't here, but that, that combination of work ridiculously hard and yet still have that skill and that sweetness to touch the ball, then you can get almost any striker up top if you're really, really good behind him. And I think that's when we've seen success from Real Salt Lake in the past is when the midfield is controlling the game and – those two, that combination was just so good. So for me, it's about the combination because when you're good and I'm good and we're together much better than yeah. the sum of our parts, Pablo seems to talk about that a lot. And and he, I think he's still looking for that. And I think once we kind of get that deeper connection there, that's when we'll start moving up the uh, – that, that's what I'm looking for is that connection. Well said. Yeah, fair. Now, can you do that in Spanish? Mumbling over there. <laughs> Just because words are hard in Spanish. They're, they are. You they have are. to say them different. And oh, I could read Spanish. Don't know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a weird. Huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The vowels are all the same. 
Yeah. And anything else you want to share with any random fan out there? I've got nothing, you guys. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. No, I'm just excited for the rest of the season. Um, I'm excited for Open Cup. I know people are very divided. Um, I know that face. You Vegas. just made a face. Well, Vegas, <laughs> baby. Vegas. I was just going to say that the knock is that our Real Salt Lake says, oh, we are committed to the U.S. Open Cup. And then they aren't. So And then they play the, the guys in the rotation of the yeah, squad like instead of first I was at the... Uh, the, the inaugural game last year of Colorado switchbacks almost. I mean, they they had played a whopping two or three games before they came here and, and beat, us. beat us. But it seems like it it's something that should be a priority because they want they talk about being getting back into the CCL, and that was an amazing run. We were, we, I think we were all yeah. at the final game yep. against Monterey, and that was like an incredible experience, and we just need to figure out a way to get back to that. And I, I love the idea of the, the U.S. Open Cup, the FA Cup, and the other cups around the world where everybody gets to play each other. So, yeah, I hope they, they take it serious, but there are limitations. You have to, Ross, figure out who, who can play and where you prioritize uh, the season. So if I wasn't out of town, I probably would have gone to Las Vegas. I'll be out of town for that. Mm-hmm. Boo. I know. Missing the party. <laughs> I know. So... <laughs> this so guy is for, not the party. For, yeah. <laughs> that, that, uh, one of my goals for us is to this season is to get a road trip in uh, for Real Salt Lake for the podcast. Ooh. And I thought, oh, well, I, Las Vegas right there, take a day off, and then I, I'm out of town for work that week, so it didn't work mm-hmm. out. So now it is you in need Vegas? a new city. I, 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 we drew Las Vegas lights, right? We did. And, but it's there. Yeah, it's there on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm, I'm one of these people that I'm all for it another opportunity to win something you know um i would like to see them actually compete for it uh controversial opinion but you know <laughs> i'm standing by it let's go for what it. do you think about the leaks cup coming up um i'm all for it too give me any i mean listen i think my only pushback with any of these cups and any of these tournaments is obviously the amount of games that it puts on the teams right right? especially if you don't have a roster like an lafc and i can pretty much put out two first teams out there um obviously that can take a hit and you have to be talked about injuries earlier yes we have had quite the number of injuries and that's something that you want to avoid at all costs because yes at the end of the day goal is to make playoffs the goal is that mls cup that's what your eyes are set on however i think every other competition in here is just a chance to win another trophy a chance to unite the guys a chance to kind of build that um chemistry and confidence winning something like that can you imagine what it does for a team's confidence moving forward that's why you have teams again i hate to keep bringing them up like lamc that they're going for everything their goal their mentality is win every trophy we can win and that's the mentality that i would love to see here win everything again a little harder with you know not with the roster in terms of the amount of depth that we have and what we can do but i'm all for everything give me all the cups give me all the competitions (laughs) i'm sure at the end of the season i will regret that and be like no i'm over it don't give it to me for now and that's an mls issue too they need to expand the rosters if they're going to make teams play up to 54 games Mm -hmm. in a year with all of the u.s open cup and the league's cup 54 yeah Yeah, you could go up to that really yeah we could play 54 Mm -hmm. games this year 
Exactly. Wow. And I completely agree with you in terms of like cap space, right? The amount of money teams have to spend and all of that, you're, you're completely right. All of that has to change. If they expect to have quality teams competing with these other leagues around the world. Well, even just Mexico, exactly, right? Like, exactly. And it's very unrealistic to think, okay, we can do all of this and more and you're going to continue piling that on, but you're also not going to change the rules. At some point, I would imagine that they're, they're going to have no choice but to do something if they're going to carry at the pace that they're going. Yeah. Yep, good point. Awesome. Well, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us today. And uh, we know you're going to do great things for the for the team, and we look forward to watching that all season. Thank yeah, you. No thank pressure. You. Just no pressure, yeah, <laughs> no pressure for at you. all. Yeah. Whether no RSL pressure. makes the playoffs comes down to whether or not Delmi does her job right. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like we said, no, no pressure. pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. No but pressure. we have a lot of expectations for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me know. I'm glad you were open, honest, and upfront about it with me. <laughs> no, but this was fun. Thanks for having me. It was fun to get to know you guys, and hopefully we'll see you around the club more often. Yeah. 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 We all have season tickets. We're there every game. So. Awesome. Awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us, and I'll say good night. Good night. Good afternoon. <laughs>